I'm Andy, and welcome to episode 50 of the Game Wave podcast. Yeah, so that's Andy Cook, and my name is Joe, and this is the 50th episode of the Game Wave podcast, where we hope to bring you the best in original video game style music. Everything we play on the show is inspired by video games in some way. Awesome! Joe! It's been so long since we've done an actual Game Wave podcast. How long has it been? Well, it's been... I mean, the last podcast episode we did was in October. That was the last one we did, me and Mike. Last one I did with you, ages ago. I mean, is this your third podcast now? I think it is. There was the one where I just sort of took the microphone to my chest. <laughs> there was another one. I think, you know, yeah, now it's my third. It's my third. Yeah, yeah. So what have you been up to then lately, Andy? You're in Birmingham at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Birmingham in England for, for everyone. Um, I don't know. Oh, I went out last night. So now today I've kind of got like, I've got cool rough voice like, Rrr. you know, when you get out of bed, the first thing you say is like, hi, I'm going to have Kellogg's. And you just like, you tell me all of the trolls in the cartoons from when you were a kid. <laughs> so I've kind of got that. I'm, 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 rocking, I'm rocking that today. So you just got up? Actually, once. A few, no, a bit ago, a bit ago. Okay. You're doing all right. I dance like a crazy person, Joe. You've seen me dance. I have. It's not a pretty sight. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's lethal, in fact. <laughs> I'm like a mace. I'm like, if a human, if a mace could be a human being, I'd have maces for arms. <laughs> That's what it's like. <laughs> Where'd you go? It's, it's, this, it's this club in uh, Birmingham called Snobs. Snobs? It's, it's really skanky. It's called Snobs, yeah. Because... I don't, yeah, it's a good name, because like, no one could possibly be a snob about it. <laughs> what kind of music you know, like, you know Corporation in Sheffield? Yeah. Well, it's, it's similar to that on like level of, of, of like, hardcoreness. <laughs> it's like, you see, one time I was just like walking around, there's this girl sitting on a chair, she's dressed up, she just leans forward and just throws up on the floor, just like, <laughs> 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 and then just sits back up. <laughs> Corporation in Sheffield is the only club I've been to where you sometimes have trouble um, lifting your feet off the floor. There's that much like grime <laughs> and just black juice. No one knows what it is. It's just like a black sticky substance that coats the walls <laughs> and the floors. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like evil. It's like it's like, it's like pure evil. It's like goblin <laughs> blood. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Okay, maybe like corporation producers it. That's their thing. Maybe that's what they make the vodka out. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they put in their drinks. <laughs> Apparently, you gotta get a special license if you want to make quadruple vodkas. <laughs> it's like a special thing because no, because like, so much, so much alcohol. It's just dangerous. Quadruple vodkas. I mean, how does that work? Is how is that different to pouring a glass of vodka? <laughs> no, it's just like a bigger glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just four glasses. <laughs> more, more coke as well. <laughs> oh, wait, no, Joe, I've got to tell you about this. Yeah. Do, do we need to put on another song? Because it's a bit of a funny story. Nah, you can tell it. Go on. Right. Um, I, went to, I went to a cocktail party, now that we're talking about alcohol. Yeah. I went to a cocktail party last week. And uh, it was like... It's actually pretty cool, actually. It's my friend's flat, and they, they just made cocktails all night, and they paid money. So yeah. we should do... But it was really kind of fancy, like cocktails sort of thing. So I dressed up. I put on my prom dress. I wore... <laughs> sorry, my prom suit. <laughs> and, like, a tie and everything like that. 
and I went in character. I put, I put like a panda hat on my head, and I went this the Earl of West Yorkshire. <laughs> I convinced like I convinced like three people that I was an Earl. <laughs> they loved it. I was like, I was like, ah, let's see this panda on my head. Yeah, I shot it <laughs> with my gun. <laughs> Not a Yorkshire accent in sight. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I was like, I was like, I was like, look, I can do my Yorkshire accent because I'm the Earl of West Yorkshire. Ha, look, hey, up, chug, wood in oil. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe some of our more international listeners might not get that kind of joke, but I was in Kobe two years ago, weren't I? I used to live in Kobe, Japan. And we we had a cocktail party just in this random kind of like square outside the train station in the middle of Kobe. It was just a load of the foreigners. We got together and we were like, yeah, let's all just get dressed up in suits, take some alcohol down. And we were just like pouring all these cocktails into like paper cups. And um, the Japanese people didn't have a clue what was going on. But all our girls were dressed in like fancy cocktail dresses. So all the Japanese guys kept coming up and trying to steal them. <laughs> Them. I can't imagine that. Yeah. When I, when I think of Japanese people, go, like, you're all very intelligent, very quiet, very polite, very, well, like, very cool, not like, I'm going to steal your woman. Yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't quite like, I'm going to steal you. It was like, is it okay if I talk to you? And we were just like, no. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then they left. Man, you know, you, know, you just hang around with foreigners, because like, at university, or like, all the economic students, or like, the Asian students... They all just hang out together, like all of them. You see huge groups of them, and obviously, like, it kind of makes sense. But they must hang out with, like, you know, British people at some point. I think it depends on the person. There's some people who are happy to hang out with people from the country they're in, and there's some people who just like to hang about with people from their own country. I mean, I hang I hang about with a mix of foreigners and Japanese people at the moment. Yeah. Mm. Um, so the first track we played was called The Purest Feeling by Seal of Quality. Yeah, that's from a release called Fate Patterns, which is about to be released on Pterodactyl Squad, the net label that I run sometime soon, so look out for that. T- tell us about what's going on with the, with the Pterodactyl Squad, Joe. All right, I'll tell you. some exciting stuff going on. Yeah, I'll talk about that later on in the show, because there's a couple of things I mm-hmm. want to mention. So look mm-hmm. forward to that. Yeah, the next track we have coming up is by Anima Noguchi. Or it's a remix. What's that? It's a harmonica. Carry on. <laughs> that should be like our um, sound effect for like transitions. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Go! <laughs> <laughs> You can do it. Let's, let's do it as an outro. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that before every track plays, just to signal to the listener we're about to stop talking. But not yet, because I've got to introduce <laughs> the track. Okay, the next track we've got coming up is a listener request. It's by Anima Noguchi. It's their track called Airbrushed, and it's a remix by RAC. Thank you. 
Okay, so that track was a request from one of our listeners called David. He sent us an email um, around October last year when the last episode of the GameWave podcast came out. He requested that track and he also requested another track by Spamtron, which we'll be playing later on in the show. A track that actually features myself on drums. David says he's a fan of the podcast and a fan of Spheres of Chaos. And yeah, thanks for your email, David. Cool. Where's he from? He doesn't say. I'm assuming. I'm assuming America. Maybe not. Maybe not. Like you know, on YouTube videos, <laughs> you know, like you know, on like, the comment section, as soon as someone says like, "I'm from the Czech Republic," and they get like fifty thumbs up, <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah, people like obscure countries. I don't know. I know. It's, it must be like people from the Czech Republic, like I am as well. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is there 50 people in the Czech Republic <laughs> so how big is it it's like the size of Wales <laughs> I mean you've got relatives from Wales I'm half Welsh <laughs> yeah sorry about that it's not, that's, a, that's a crap joke that was lovely she can do better than that it's not a joke apparently apparently my friend Mike was buying a, was buying a t-shirt with a sheep on and so it was just like in the shop buying a t-shirt and a sheep on and some woman like went up to him and was like was like are you Welsh? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, she was like do you like sheep? And he was like ah! <laughs> the abuse has to stop. Is he actually Welsh? I don't even know. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know. He doesn't have a Welsh accent. Not your brother Mike. Your friend Mike. No, no, no. My, yeah, my friend Mike. Uh, what's his surname? Brownlee. <laughs> you had to think about that, didn't you? No, it's just funny to say Brown. Oh, do you have to say Lee. it like that? Brownlee. <laughs> Brownlee. <laughs> Let's give a shout out to Mike Brownlee. <laughs> hey, Mike Brown. It sounds a bit Welsh, actually, the way you're saying that. Michael Brownlee. My name's Michael Brownlee. You're. My name, Michael Bromley. What accents can you do, Joe? Quite a few, to be honest. Can you? Yeah. What did, wasn't your dissertation on like, accents in, in parts of Japan? It was, yeah, it was on dialects. It was comparing the, um, it was comparing standard Japanese to Tokyo Japanese to Japanese spoken in the Kansai region of Japan, yes. Cool, do some, do some Japanese dialects. I think they're really funny. Well, Japanese dialects, they don't really depend on pronunciation like a lot of English dialects do. Um, they depend more on intonation and like, actual vocabulary. So, for example, in standard Japanese, if you wanted to say, I don't know, you'd say, Wakaranai. Um, but if you were in the Kansai part of Japan, you'd change it slightly. you say, Wakarahen. Whoa. Yeah. What, what what does hen mean? What does nai mean? Nai means no, or there isn't anything, or it's like a negative, and hen is the Kansai version of that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah? Well, you learned something there, didn't you? Learning. Every, I'm always thinking, mate. Always thinking. So this track coming up is Pale Death with Feel of Hope. And this is actually a semi-request from Mike. 
if you remember on the last episode of the podcast, he said he wanted to play a track from his mate Pale Death. But as Mike's not on the show this week, he sent in this request. So this is Pale Death with Feel of Hope. And it's called Johnny One Note.
track was Meteor Shower Pro by Joshua Morse. Boom! Oh, do you think Joshua Morse can do Morse code? He probably can't. I don't know, but I was wondering, yeah. maybe he's a relative of Inspector Morse. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'll tell you what, people in Japan, they love all them British detective programs like Inspector Morse and Miss Marple and Poirot. They love it. Really? Yeah, really? they have whole channels dedicated to like British detective shows. <laughs> and um, <laughs> recently with my work, I did um, like uh, a series of four lectures on British culture. And one of the women that came to one of the lectures... I was like, oh, so how did you get interested in English or British culture? And she was like, oh, I just love detective programs and I want to go and visit England and see all the places <laughs> in these shows. <laughs> you have to tell her, like, actually, my mom was French. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, 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 what was the reason? God, what well, the reason you go into Japanese is like, I like anime. <laughs> Not even that, like. <laughs> I can't stand anime. I think Japanese girls. <laughs> Really? <laughs> it, it was actually Takeshi's oh. castle. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the topic of Japan, um, like Japanese people have stopped, like, like they just don't like each other. Like, they don't, like Japanese people don't like, they're not physically attracted to each other. And so they're not having children anymore. It's true. <laughs> it's a really serious problem. Like, the government are trying to... <laughs> the government are trying to figure out how to solve it. it yeah, it's, they're not having enough kids. And a lot of people are saying that one of the reasons for this is that Japanese men have just become so feminine that they just don't have sex drive anymore and they're not interested in starting families. Uh, wait, that can't be true. I'm just becoming feminine, reduce your sex drive. Well, they're just not interested in typical like manly things anymore. All they want to do is like, I know, hang out with their mums or like play video games. It's like a really serious issue. Like it's in the newspaper what? every day. No, really. Yeah. It's like a, um, is it like a moral crisis? All these like twenty-year-old Japanese men. Yeah. Hanging out with their mums. What's that all about? Yeah, I read an article and they had an interview with a Japanese guy, and he was like, "Yeah, I'd rather hang out with my mum than my girlfriend." <laughs> Like, if you came over maybe, here... Isn't that maybe just him, though? Nah, it's a trend. There's even a word for it. There's a word called um, soshoku dan danshi, or soshoku danse, which literally means, um, like, grass-eating man, like herbivore. And that's kind of what everyone is calling this new trend. Wow, wow that's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's not the only reason that no one's having kids, but people say it's one of them. But going back to Takeshi's Castle, that is actually the reason I give now when people ask me how I got interested in Japan. Because for, for, like, British people, for British people our age, we all know what Takeshi's Castle is, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, people in Japan, for them, it's quite an old thing because it was filmed in the 80s. And so... Um, most people, it? yeah, Seriously? yeah. Most people our age in Japan, they'd know what it was, but they wouldn't really have watched it themselves. It's more like people who are like thirty or forty, they'd know what it is. Well, really, was it was it actually big in the eighties? Oh yeah, it was really big in the eighties, but it just they haven't made new episodes for over twenty years now. I think. Mm. That's, so all the people that we see on it, like Lafa, yeah, you know, the old people now, yeah. All like 40 and 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Did, did you ever go in um, Walkmania in Sheffield? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my brother used to work there. And do you remember they used to show um, Takeshi's Castle on the TV? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm repeating. <laughs> Despite the fact that it was a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it got to the point where my brother worked there for so long that he knew every episode of Takeshi's Castle. He knew exactly <laughs> what was going to happen on each episode. <laughs> Nothing surprised him anymore. Nothing shocked him. He'd been inured to it. Yeah, his life hasn't been the same since. Hey man, have you, do, do you do much uh, karaoke in Japan? I do a lot of karaoke, yes. Are you, are you good? I'm um, not bad. Not bad, yeah. I'm alright. <laughs> what, song, what song do you like to sing? Um, well, yeah, I have my um, my favourite songs. They include... What do I sing? I sing a bit of Def Leppard. A lot of Oasis, actually. The Japanese people get a kick out of a British person singing Oasis. <laughs> Sing a few Japanese songs. Cool. There's a good ABBA medley as well. It's like yeah, one minute I can't of every. You... Well, listeners, if you don't know, if you don't know this, listeners, Joe used to have a Mohican. Joe Allen singing singing ABBA is a wonderful image. It's gonna haunt me. I'm actually just about to put out my debut album. It's actually called Joe Allen sings ABBA. <laughs> I think you should. You don't get any the cover of it. Yeah, that'll be I our think, next I tribute think, album. I think I think it needs to do like a cover of um, trying to do some dubstep covers. You know, so like the well, it's interesting. Try and like try and render, try and render that in like like several octaves higher. It's interesting you say that because about a month ago we released. Um, the Alberta EP by an artist called Bitrap from Canada and his the first track on that release had like a short dubstep breakdown in it so you might want to check that track out oh wicked yeah wow yeah I'll check it out and while we're on the subject actually yeah nice segue Andy there in the last couple of months the net label Iron Pterodactyl Squad has made two or three brand new releases the most recent was the Dark Side of the Moon, the 8-bit album, and that's just what it sounds like. Um, it's an 8-bit rendition of Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, and that's been downloaded quite a few times. It's doing quite well for itself. Um, but previous to that, we released the Albert EP by Bitrap, and then we released another covers album called Bitbotized by Video Game Orchestra, and you can download all three of those, just like the rest of our catalogue, for free at ptesquad.com. The next song coming up now is called Apple Martini, and it's by French artist Jay Tresh. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Yeah, this actually also features Phlogiston and myself on drums. This is part of the triple screen release. It was a bonus track on that release, which we made a couple of years ago on Pterodactyl Squad. And yeah, I recorded the drums for this track for Spamtron while Spheres of Chaos were recording the Stratosphere EP. This is actually another request from our listener, David. I told you that I dislocated my shoulder. Oh yeah, you did. How's how's that panning out for you? Yeah, it's alright. It's, it's, it's kind of alright. It's a bit like waking up, and then every time you wake up, it's a bit like every time you wake up, some really big, big, strong person squeezes on your shoulder really creepy. <laughs> and goes, Hello. Is that not just Good your morning. girlfriend? Good morning. <laughs> 
<laughs> sometimes she does it as well. So it's ultra creepy. On, on the other arm. <laughs> yeah. Apart, yeah, apart from that, it's fine. <laughs> How did you do it again? I was learning to walk in my hands. Like you do. In my, in my bedroom. Like, like 11 o'clock. And I just, I just I fell forward onto my shoulder. And the next thing you know, I was sitting up going... And then, oh, like that. then what happened? And then I was like, like you know, you do something really bad, and you, you instantly you kind of know, like this is, oh no, this is bad. <laughs> this is gonna, this is gonna hurt. It's not like my arms gonna, my arms not across the room, but like, yeah, this is gonna hurt. This is, <laughs> you know, this is gonna take a while. So I was like, I was like, assess the damage straight away. I can't take, I can't take the pressure. I sort of lifted my arm up off the floor because it was sort of dangling loose. <laughs> lifted my shoulder up and the whole thing went boing and like clipped back into my shoulder. I was like, ah. <laughs> so I got it in, logged on to Facebook. Facebook status. <laughs> and messaged my mum like, hey mum, look what happened. <laughs> took some pictures. <laughs> yeah, took some pictures. Took a, took a Polaroid. I made, I, made, I made a page for my arm, my shoulder <laughs> front. And it's just a kitty shoulder. Got a Twitter account. Yeah, I put some shades on it and took some pictures. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, that my shoulder's got more friends than me. That's the <laughs> are you going to try walking on your hands again, then, or are you going to give that a miss now? No, definitely. Like, as soon as... I'm, I'm, I can't wait. I do capoeira. It's for capoeira, which is like Brazilian dance fighting, so you've got to... You're upside down half of time. So I miss that. <laughs> But there's now there's this thing. But what they do instead of like sparring, you call it playing, which is really cool. You're just like, hey, should we play? <laughs> That's what I do. But we're having one later on, and the sun's shining, Joe. The sun's shining, and we're going to be outside the library and everything. So, but I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm going to be standing in my little arm sling, like ET, going ah. <laughs> Shouldn't you get respect for I know having a capoeira inflict, inflicted injury? I guess, yeah, I guess so. Shouldn't they be looking after you, nurturing you back to health? <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. They could bring me grapes and stuff. Or is it a vicious world in the capoeira circle? <laughs> it's all competition. No, it's not. They're, no, they're honestly really lovely. It's all about love and respect and, you know, everything is one you get you get people doing people do speak just like you know capoeira you know, it's the games the game of life everything is one energy <laughs> energy a spirit brazil life <laughs> awesome isn't your <laughs> you like, isn't your like, step on yeah. brazilian yeah yeah well yeah. surely you've got a head start then <laughs> it doesn't actually make me any better although she's amazing at it no that's not true <laughs> So we've got another couple of tracks coming up in a row now. This first one is by Sleeperhold and it's called Brumblebee. And this is from Sleeperhold's recent release on the Betamod net label, which recently came back to life. And they've been making quite a few releases. Um, if you used to listen to the GameWave podcast back in its early days, we were quite involved with the Betamod net label and Tony, who runs that label. So I'm really glad to see them back on the scene. So this is Brumblebee by Sleeper Hold.
that last trick you heard was Magic Whale Trick. And the artist is, the artist's name is three question marks. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with question mark, question mark, question mark, like that, but in rapid succession. That last artist was question mark, question mark, question mark, like that. I think that's fair, fair enough, yeah. I mean, no one really knows how you should pronounce it. No. It's a mystery. No one really knows anything. But there is that, um, there's a band called Chick Chick Chick, isn't there? And I think their, their band name, when you write it, it's three exclamation marks. They're called Chick Chick Chick? Yeah, but when you write it, it's three exclamation marks. What? Yeah. That's crazy. I saw them oh, open the up for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, wicked. Yeah. Hey, dude, you met, you met some of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, didn't you? Which ones did you meet? Chilies. Yeah, that I met all of them. It was that time, yeah. You met all of them. Whoa, what yeah. are they like? They're, yeah, they're good people. Um, well, apparently in the band, yeah, the- there's a bit of like a separation. Not they're not like, um, not they haven't fallen out or anything. But apparently the the guitarist John and the drummer Chad hang out, and then Flea, the bassist, and Anthony, the singer, hang out. Mm, and they don't get together. They only get together on the stage. They were the band members when I went to see them. The members have changed now. Uh, the guitarists left. But, yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Mm. That's I heard, I heard, do you know about this? The Machine Gun did a new album. They announced it when they did like Tea in the Park or something. Yeah. Um, I have heard about that. I think they've been saying it for a while now, yeah. Yeah, they have, I think. I think it sounds like they're actually going to do it because they're actually a bit back together. Um, well, yeah, it's um, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out because a lot of these reformed bands are putting out albums, but they're not very good and they're nothing like their original material. So, mm. I mean, I can I've got sympathy with that. Like, I think as you get older, you should your music interests should broaden and change and stuff like that. So, you know, like you know, like Radiohead. Have you heard the new Radiohead album? No. Not a fan, to be honest. It's weird. You're not? Well, it's weird. It's weird. I mean, it was never, it's never going to be anything other than weird. Yeah. But it's, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> but I, think, I, think, I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. But I think the thing is, with these bands is, they reform and try to cash in on the nostalgia thing, but then when they write a new album, it's nothing like their old songs. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just doing like Bob Dylan kind of thing. Like, I yeah. mean, well, I don't know if the cash thing because inevitably, if you're raging against the machine, whatever you do, you're gonna make, you're gonna sell a lot of albums just because everyone's heard of you. Yeah, I think it'd be even worse if they were actually doing the same stuff because everyone would just. It would be even worse because people aren't gonna like the new stuff. Then people aren't gonna like the old stuff because it's never gonna be as good as the old stuff, you know. No, I don't understand what if, you're if Radiohead saying. Didn't, if Radiohead did like another OK, OK Computer album, yeah. everyone would be like, oh, this is, this is like OK Computer, but not as good. Ah, right, yeah, yeah. I see. The least of it would be like, whoa, what is this crazy thing? Why is Tom York dancing like a puppet? <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool that they've got like a whole, they've got like a studio set up in this huge room, probably in like Oxford somewhere. <laughs> 
It's like a, it looks like a huge smoking room full of instruments. They don't have furniture. They just stack guitars on top of each other and then and make sofas out. <laughs> huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yep, that track "Magic Whale Trick" was released by question mark question mark question mark on pause recently. Pause the net label. You can access their website at iimusic.net. And as usual, pause very kindly host this podcast for us. Cool. So we come to the end of the show. As usual, send your emails to contact at gamewaypodcast.com and the website, same, gamewaypodcast.com. Yeah, if you didn't catch any of the artists or any of the track titles, they'll all be up on in the show notes on the episodes page of our website. So the listeners, for the 50th episode of the Gameway Podcast, might be expecting something a bit different, a bit special, but you're wrong, because all of the different special, cool, awesome things are actually happening in the 52nd episode of the Gameway Podcast, which you might not be expecting, but that's how we do it at the Gameway Podcast. Yeah. So we'll save the um, 50th episode celebrations for perhaps episode 52, or 51. We'll see how things pan out. So our last track of the show comes from a compilation called 20-Sided Rhymes. It's a compilation recently released by the nerdcore blog Hipster Please. And it featured my band, Spheres of Chaos. We contributed uh, a track to it. And it also featured a band called Alfonso. Does that name ring any bells, Andy? Yeah, we saw them back in Sheffield many years ago. Maybe it was like two or three years ago. Yeah, it's about four years ago now. Um, Spheres of Chaos played a show mm-hmm. with Anna Maniguchi and Alfonso with a support act. And you were in attendance, weren't you, Andy, for that show? Yeah, I was there dancing like a crazy man the whole night. You were actually. I think you danced more than <laughs> anybody. I think I was actually a bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, funny story. Yeah, oh, go on, what are you going to say? No, just that Alfonso were good. Yeah, they were good. And um, so I think the order was Anamanaguchi played last. We played before Anamanaguchi, and Alfonso played before us. But Alfonso played the set, and everyone enjoyed it. And then because they came from London, they had to leave. But they didn't tell me they were leaving, so I didn't get to pay them for the show. <laughs> they didn't get any money. Wait, how much were you going to pay them? Well, we got quite a few people coming to that show, didn't we? So. It was going to be, you know, it probably would have paid for the petrol there and back. Because they're from... Oh, man, Alfonso. Yeah. So what did you do with the money instead? Well, I just... Maybe you can send it to them. Yeah, if you're, if you're listening, Alfonso, if you're out there, um, <laughs> send me an email, because I owe you some money. <laughs> and he's still got it. Yeah. His little envelope. <laughs> I've written your name on it. Everything. <laughs> Man, have you have we have we talked on the Gameway podcast about Anna Manikuchi? We must have done because that whole episode was so funny. Like they came, they, they, came, they came to England, got the customs, and were like, "We're a band, <laughs> we're doing music," and they got sent out of the country straight away. Like, because they're like, "No, yeah, you can't do that." They um, anyway, money. They're like, "Oh," and then they came back and did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> they bought T-shirts and CDs. Like, we're not selling them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that that show that we played with them. 
was the first time they came. They got to play one show in Scotland, then they came to Sheffield, played that show with us, and then they got sent home the next day. Um, <laughs> yeah, they all stayed around my house, and like the morning after they woke up, they were like frantically making calls to like British customs, like trying to keep themselves in Britain, but no, they got sent home eventually. But yeah, then they came back, and we were planning to play another show with them, one of the dates on the Chiptune Lions tour, and this time they didn't even get to play one show, they just got sent home straight away. <laughs> <laughs> they, ne- they never How learned. How did they do that? Like, customs officers must have just been like, oh, it's them like, okay. yeah. turn around, come back. <laughs> yeah. Back over with you. What did they, what did they do the second time? Because I can't believe they didn't learn their lesson. Yeah, I mean, that's what everyone was saying. I think... They they were about to get away with it, and then um, somehow the customs officers saw their bag full of t-shirts, like you said, and they suspected they were abandoned. Yeah. So that about wraps it up for episode fifty. Have you got any closing words for the listeners, Andy? Um, bike, toilet, microphone, and chocolate spread. Nice. Is that some kind of riddle? No, 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 they're just like the first words that came into my head. Oh. But they're closing words. Yeah. Shutting doors, slamming, <laughs> close. <laughs> now, goodbye, dear listeners. I'll see you soon. So this has been episode 50 of the GameWave podcast. The last track is Retirement from Hyrule by Alfonso. And we'll see you next time, whenever that may be. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.